0: greetings cultivators from around the world jordan river here back at you with more growcast and more dino meat today we are on the line with rhizo rich he's talking about his breeding projects and we're getting into simple extraction methods this is something that i've realized that a lot of growers if you're like me are sitting on a lot of trim is there a gallon bag full of trim in your freezer a couple of ziploc gallon bags Listen, you got to take care of that stuff. We're going to encourage you to extract those sugar leaves at home easily into a couple different options so that you can enjoy that plant material. And don't let it sit in your freezer for five years. So, easy extractions at home. This is going to be a dope episode. I know you're going to love it. Before we jump into it, though, shout out to AC Infinity, baby. ACinfinity.com code growcast15 to get your savings and keep the lights on here at growcast we appreciate your support and we love ac infinity they make the best grow tents around extra thick poles they've got nice durable thick siding now they have the new side ports people have been asking for those and ac infinity listen plus they've got everything else you need to grow they've got lights and pots and fans and their oscillating fans, the CloudRay system. Check out their humidifiers, the Cloud Forge. How nice is your humidifier? Maybe it's time to replace that. The Cloud Rays are my favorite oscillators on the market. And of course, their Cloud Line series, what they got it all started with. All those years ago, when we were partners with AC Infinity, all they made were those inline fans, and they're the best in the game. So shout out to the entire ac infinity suite they've got everything you need to get growing from fans to tents to lights code growcast15 works at ACInfinity.com. you support us and you're getting some badass durable grow gear while you're doing it so thank you to all you listeners using code growcast15 and thank you to ac infinity all right everyone thank you for listening and enjoy the show Hello podcast listeners, you are now listening to Growcast. I'm your host, Jordan River, and I want to thank you for tuning in again today. Before we get started, as always, I urge you to share the show. Tell someone about Growcast is the best way that you can help us out. Turn someone on to the show. Turn someone on to growing. Let's overgrow the nation, everybody. And see everything that we are doing at growcastpodcast.com slash action. You'll find the events, you'll find the seeds, you'll find the membership. It's all up there. Speaking of which, speaking of seeds and membership, we have on the line the head breeder of Growcast Seed Co., the luminary in the order of cultivation, and uh, just a very, very talented longtime friend cultivator. Rizo Rich is back on the line. What's up, Rich?
1: What's going on, Jordan? How you doing,
0: man? I'm doing good. Good to have you back on the show, bro. How are you doing?
1: Doing awesome. Just enjoying this beautiful Saturday, hoping it doesn't rain. Kind of looks like it's going to, but it's, the weather's otherwise is awesome. So. You're just
0: chilling, man. You are just chilling. Now, I do want to ask you, you have been hard at work on a hunt. And man, people have been asking about this. Now, today's episode is about extraction. We have multiple ways for you to extract specifically your trim and use that trim and turn it into a product that you're gonna love and enjoy. You know, I see a lot of people stockpiling a lot of trim, sticking it in their freezer, nothing ever gets done with it. So this episode, I wanted to show the listeners four easy ways to extract flour or shake and use that material. So today's about easy extraction. That's what this episode's all about. However, I wanna kick it off first talking about this hunt because people have been interested. People have been dying to know which male you're gonna select out of this hunt. What can you tell us about this most recent hunt and the males therein?
1: Yeah, so I mean, this most recent hunt, like we talked about before, I got a bunch of shit going on. I got a bunch of our stuff, a bunch of our new fans, some tectonic truffle, But I also have a bunch of stuff by other breeders like Exotic Genetics, Relentless Genetics, this other smaller breeder who made a cross, I believe it is Pure Michigan and Dino Meat. I got just a bunch of really awesome new crosses going on in this hunt that I'm super, super excited about. But I've also been you know, eyeing all the males that have been popping up in this hunt as well and tossing them as I'm going along ones I don't like, all that good stuff. But so far, this past week, I've been eyeing three particularly. One is a Rhino Butter, which is by us, which is a white truffle S1 cross the pancakes. Ah. The other one is a Frost Cakes, which is a truffle cake across oh, the pancakes. Oh, man. <laughs> That's
0: what I was hoping for.
1: Yeah, that one looks absolutely amazing. And then... There is an Apes in Space by Exotic Genetics Mike. Ooh, ooh. And that one, I believe, is a oh man, I got a couple of his things going. But I want to say this one is the the Grease Monkey or Falcon 9 crossed a Grease Monkey. I don't remember what one comes first. I'd have to look it up.
0: I got you. I'm looking it up right now. That sounds good, though, dude. I like the Space Monkey quite a bit. Apes in Space is Exotic Genetics and it's created by crossing Falcon 9 to Grease Monkey. Sorry, I said Space Monkey because I was thinking apes in space. It's Falcon 9x Grease Monkey. You got it.
1: Yeah, and it, I want to say there's like some, uh, some cookies and cream in there, some diesel, a couple other things, which would explain why I'm kind of becoming partial to this plant. I do like that cookies and cream that's in the Oreos. And,
0: it's a family tree yeah. that includes cannabis all-stars such as Original Diesel. Girl scout cookies and gorilla glue.
1: Yeah, there's some good ones in there. So, and and honestly, looking at this male, it was the last one out of that strain that, you know, seeds that I popped. The last one to show male. That's good. On um, the structure on it is absolutely amazing though. That is the the main thing that's been drawing me to it is its structure and its smell. It just absolutely reeks. So far as the flower structure on it, it is flowering and the flower structures is just super tight, you know, really dense, like looking male flowers. There's some frost on there. So it's checking the boxes for me. It's, it's something I'm considering using for the next project. And uh, I'm definitely leaning toward it. I would like to use maybe the frost cakes or the rhino butter. Um, the only thing that's kind of pushing me away from that possibly is that the last couple. Pollinations. I've done a lot of stuff with truffles, so I don't really want to keep pounding you know, that. Keep pounding it, Man, and people are bored with it. Or, you know, I know it's a great one, and I'm sure it would still be amazing. And, and I'm still on the fence about it, but I'm kind of leaning toward the apes in space just because it's different. I understand and that. It sounds like, uh, you know, the, the, the lineage on it sounds like it's going to hit some gassy stuff as well as maybe some fruity and some other things. So there might be a little bit of something for everybody you know with that one whereas truffle is pretty dominant a so. little
0: more specific and pretty dominant the frost cakes is amazing though dude I i'll really tell you
1: cakes, that so, cross yeah.
0: of truffle has come out so good people have handed me frost cakes that have blown my fucking mind dude barry's frost cakes was super unique hands colds frost cake was out of this world i really like that strength.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some like gmo type phenos going yeah. around in that frost they're sweet cake line, too it like, brings a
0: nice sweet to that too yeah the funky skunky fart body odor mushroom low end of truffle so, so I, I wouldn't be mad at any of those i would like to hear from the audience the rhino butter is incredible Yeah,
1: i would been be curious to see what what listeners and stuff think you know for me it, it's it's really probably more between the apes in space and the frost cakes i agree just because i'm more drawn to those two the rhino butter does look absolutely amazing too though but but, you know, out of the three, those two are probably my top. And then I'm leaning toward the apes right now just because it's something different. And it's always nice to do something different, you know?
0: Yeah, I like that, to be honest. But, man, that frost cake's male. I might have you just like, you know, do you have a cut of it? Like, set aside some pollen. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's- I
1: cloned them. I mean, I'll keep them around so we can always do something with them in the future, yeah. for sure. I'm, I'm going to keep it around. And I'm going to keep the rhino butter around, too, in clone form just because I, you know, after doing a little hunt with them and finding a male I like, I hate to just you know, disregard it. Disregarded yeah, toxic,
0: totally. so. Wow, dude, that's really exciting. People are going to be super stoked to hear that deep into the next pollination already. What are some of the standout females before we get into today's topic of extraction? What are some of the standout females you
1: want to talk about? Oh, man, I'm really loving and not just because I made it the, <laughs> the truffle cake Oreos. Also, the slurricane Oreos Oreos. Oh, looking- really?
0: Cookie storm and truffle shuffle both looking good.
1: Oh, yeah, they look absolutely amazing. I'm super impressed by those. Uh, the the smells coming off of the cookie truffle shuffle are amazing. There's lots of gassy. There's even some skunky ones, yeah, and there's some that are sweeter as well, but mainly, I'm seeing really raunchy, funky, gassy stuff going on with those. So Oof. which is what I was after. So I'm super stoked on all the phenos of those I have going. Good, yeah, those. The cookie truffle shuffle was probably the number one thing I wanted to grow this hunt just because it's new. And like I've said before, I love that truffle cake too. And I love the Oreos. So putting those two together, nobody's done that yet. So I'm just dying to see how those finish off and what they end up looking like just because it's it's new, you know?
0: Yeah, no kidding, man. That's a beautiful combination too the Oreos with the truffle cake, two frost monsters. Right. It makes sense that those would accentuate each other well. Nice, dude. Yeah, I'm excited I'm for so. that.
1: Yeah, and percent. I got some beautiful tectonic truffles too That I'm, I'm eyeing So it'll be, it'll be my first run with the tectonic And I've seen so many beautiful ones That it's, it's exciting to see all the <laughs> I got a couple females of the tectonic So it's exciting to see what all of those will do as well
0: uh, Yeah, that tectonic was insane in my tent smelled like uh, peach acetone Or like peach schnapps Really, really like stringent And then sweet peach flavor And it finished so fast It took after the truffle cake because mine was done in like eight weeks flat. And I mean, Cheating. done, done, not just like, oh, right. it's, you can chop it. Like it was done, done in eight weeks. So that's what I like about that tech truffle quite a bit. Yeah. I want to hunt through more though. Cause I, yeah. I, uh, that cut is still in the possession of some members, but I think I could hunt an even crazier one.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen one bad, fino in that line. Exactly. So. Yeah, exactly. They all come out fucking fire.
0: It makes me want to hunt through more, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. If that's what all the packs are popping, what does the unicorn look like?
1: <laughs> I know. No
0: shit. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking.
1: I seen so many, I think are unicorns. So it, it would be interesting to, to see the the quote unquote, the one, you know? Yeah,
0: right. I would like to hunt through more of those if we have time. But you have so much good work, dude. There's never enough time to hunt through all your work. I still want to get back to some of those doo-doo butt lines and, and hunt through moon monster. Like you've got some really good shit that uh, people are still popping through.
1: I appreciate it, man. I love seeing everybody's pictures too. Everybody's doing such awesome work with the seed co channels. Fucking nuts. Shout out to all the members, baby.
0: But yeah, so there's the seed co update, everybody. I know you guys like to hear that. Uh, when riser rich comes on the show, you gotta see what's going on with pollinations. You gotta see what's going on with the drops. And, uh, this sounds like a good one. Let us know what you think, you know, hit us on Instagram or there's a contact form on the website. Get a hold of us. By the way, that contact form was broken for a minute. So if you wrote and we didn't write back, uh, we weren't ignoring you. The contact form broke. It's fixed now. Go ahead and shoot us and uh, shoot us your thoughts. Let us know what you think about these uh, males and what you'd like to see. I want to hear from the listeners. Oh, man. So it is a sleepy Saturday. You know, it's a perfect day to extract some cannabis. Rich, do you agree with what I said at the top of the episode? Are you guilty of this? You trim. You've got some beautiful sugar leaves all cut up. You swipe them into a bag. You stick them in your freezer. And there they sit for one two three plus years
1: yeah i'm definitely guilty of that <laughs> you know another thing i have going on too is a collection of finger and scissor hash especially you know now with all the breeding. <laughs> no. yeah with all the breeding you know i'm literally taking like whole harvest and just breaking them up like rubbing them with my hands to get seeds out so it's a little bit different than like a head stash harvest where you know you might get some scissor or finger hash but it's not going to be a ton with breeding you definitely get quite a bit so I've been rolling those up I save them I put them in a little vacuum seal bag and then I throw them in the freezer so I got a big collection of these like hash balls in the freezer
0: (laughs) that sounds amazing dude People are going to want that. I want that. It I great.
1: don't know why I've been doing it. I just, I I didn't have the heart to throw it out. And I, when I was looking at, you know, the the balls of them after I, you know, roll them up, I'm like, it would be good, you know, when I make an RSO or something to throw these in as just a little something extra, you Fuck know, yeah. into the, the alcohol, you know, some throw extra in oil the in there or smoke them if you want, you know. So there's, there's a lot of options to do with those.
0: Fuck yeah, dude. I can't wait to go over We're going to go over Rich's RSO recipe in this episode. Um, he's been making and giving away RSO. He won't talk about this, but he's given away so much RSO to sick people, people who have cancer or, or uh, members who have loved ones that have cancer. We're really doing the God's work with that RSO, man. So we're literally going to break down that recipe. But I, I want to start from the beginning. I guess I'd like to start from what I think is one of the most requested kind of extraction methods and also one of the ones that really intimidates people. But God damn, I am encouraging everyone to try it. I've done this before on the show, but this is your call to action, folks. I'm talking about bubble hash. And if you've been thinking about making bubble hash, if you're one of these people who has all that shake in the freezer and you like a good smokable hash, you have got to buy some bubble bags and just try it. It's so much easier than you would think before you tried it. I've only done it a couple times, and I was certainly intimidated by it beforehand. But in reality, it's super, super simple. And so this is your call to action to make bubble hash for the first time. Rich, you've done some bubble hash extraction in the past, right? Definitely. So I guess we could just, I mean, we could go go through the process. There's a lot of good online tutorials that you can find with video instructions. But I do just want to give people the long and short of it. You know, You grab these bubble bags. They act as filters. You lay them on top of each other. So it's like a bunch of bags on top of each other in a bucket. And what you end up doing is you put this material like your shake or whole buds into the bags, which are sitting in the bucket. You add ice, which chills them. Usually they're frozen already. And what that's doing is freezing those trichome heads and making them brittle. So you can knock off the trichomes, which filter through the bags, leave out all the green shit and all the leaves and all the bad shit. And then through the bags, all you get are those pure trichome heads, which is going to be your your hash in the end. So it's a super easy process. You know, you're stirring it with a paddle. You're kind of agitating it gently to get those heads to knock off. And again, there's a lot of good resources online to follow along, but I'm just telling you, don't be intimidated and start today. So we're going to give you a few tips and a few pointers if you're going to start with the bubble bags. And that's what I'll say. The first thing is don't stress a machine. A lot of people are like, oh, I need a washing machine. To wash all this for me. Use a hand paddle. All my favorite hash makers do that anyways. They say it's the best. The only time I'd say a machine is superior is if you you got arthritis or something like that, right? And it's not easy for you to stir. Otherwise, I would say, yo, grab some Mr. Dude bubble bags. They're cheap as fuck. Grab a five gallon bucket and a wooden spoon and get started. So what do you think, Rich? Do you have any tips? Was that some good advice that I just gave? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, beautiful, man. Uh Couple tips I would say is your ice water and your material, I would stir that or agitate that in a bucket first and then dump it into a second bucket that has your bags. Ooh. Just to uh, you know, keep as much particulate out as you can of your bags. It'll just make it easier too, so you're not agitating stuff <laughs> inside of your bags and possibly ripping them or anything. Also, probably the biggest tip I'd say for washing, which is one of the reasons I don't really wash anymore or that frequent, you know, I have buddies that wash and have freeze dryers, so I'll give stuff to them. But mainly it's, my main tip would be is getting good bags. There are cheap bags you can get. I've used them. They work. They just don't work as well. I recommend getting some really nice bags if you can, get the ones that are mesh all around, not the ones that are just mesh on the bottom. Right. Just because it's going to drain a lot faster and a lot easier if they're all mesh. Last few times I ran Bubble Hash myself, I was waiting hours for those bags to drain the water because only the very bottom of the bag was... Was mesh. Was mesh, and it would just fill up, and it would just take forever to get through there. And I remember thinking... It would be awesome if they had all mesh bags called my buddy and he's like, sure, they make them. You're going to spend a little bit of extra money on the nicer bags, but they're going to give you better quality in the long run and product. And they're going to just make life a lot easier for you.
0: Yeah, that actually goes in well with our next segment, but you're right. The durable bags, because otherwise you're just going to rip one. And then it's like, fuck, I have all these bags. One has a hole in it. And now you need to get a whole new set.
1: Yes. And I totally agree on the washing machine. It's, it's not an, a necessary thing. You don't, you don't need the washing machine to make hash. You can just do it in a bucket with a paddle, like you said. And usually that's the best stuff. Right. Yeah. You, know, you can use the washing machine, but it's just another expensive piece of equipment. You really don't need that. You could be putting that money towards yep. other things.
0: And don't shy away from this because you don't have a freeze dryer. But the freeze dryer is going to increase that overall quality. So don't be discouraged if it doesn't look like your buddies who has the $3,000 freeze dryer. Now I am going to have uh, Jen Doe on the podcast. Who's an air drying specialist, not because I think it's necessarily optimal or not optimal, but because most people don't have freeze dryers. Yeah. So that's going to be a good episode coming up, but yeah, I mean, it's real simple, right? Those bags acting as filters. It makes perfect sense. You freeze the trichome heads, you agitate the material. So they bust off and then they just fall down through those holes as far as they can go. Now, here's a big tip that sounds like a stupid one. Make sure you arrange your bags in the correct order. (laughs) We put ours backwards because you want the right because you want the largest hole size on top, obviously, and the finest one on bottom. So if you do it in reverse, nothing goes through. The first time that we washed uh, me and and, uh, Scoops and Nick, we put it backwards. So don't put your bubble bags
1: backwards. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that would suck, man. That's <laughs> a totally big way. waste.
0: But yeah, I mean, it's easy. I, again, I give you the green light, go and purchase those bags. Now, Amazon, whatever, grab some nice ones if you can afford them. And, uh, all you need is ice and a paddle and your material, get that material out of your
1: freezer. One more good tip please, for the whole freeze dryer thing. If you don't have a freeze dryer, like you were saying, you can do like the air dry microplane method. So you still get like a lighter color. But if you want to get an even lighter color without a freeze dryer, you can get these things called Buckner funnels and like a vacuum, like a vacuum pump, you know, like you could find it oh, at a hardware right. store or uh-huh. whatever, and you fill up the Buckner funnel with the wet hash. There's whole tutorials online to do it. It'll basically pull out that moisture no a lot shit. quicker than air drying without having a freeze dryer. And you can still get very, very light colored rosin or hash with the Buckner funnel and you can get a Buckner funnel for super cheap on Amazon and same with the, a vacuum pump. So, you know, you're talking like 5% of what a freeze dryer would cost or right. something yeah. you know, to do this. So there are some, some pretty good tips and tricks to, you know, get your bubble hash to come out lighter without having to spend five or three Buckner funnel.
0: I didn't even know this thing existed.
1: Yeah. They work extremely well. You can use that thing for many, a, many of a projects, but one thing I've been seeing a lot of people do in the last year or so is a little uh, side trick to not having a freeze dryer is using those.
0: No shit. Yeah, it's this little plastic piece. You guys can look it up. B-U-C-H-N-E-R, Buckner Funnel. And uh, it's just a, a laboratory equipment that is used as filtration.
1: Yes. That's yeah, it crazy. works fantastic from what I understand.
0: So, yeah, go forth and hash, everybody. Don't be scared. I'm trying to think of what other big tips there are. But honestly, it's it's fucking easy. You guys, you're going to be like, wow, that was easy. And your shit's going to come out really good the first time. Don't over agitate. Another reason why people say, like, don't get the washers is because it's over agitation. People say to kind of create like a vortex in there. You know how if you stir in a certain manner, the center kind of sinks down and it creates this vortex, the swirling vortex that's supposed to be optimal. And, uh, I heard that too. just be patient, just be patient. You don't need all that much material. It's not super specific. You know, you can't have like too much, too little. It's just going to depend on how much comes out sort of thing. Make a day of it. Make a day of it. <laughs> exactly. Have some fun. You know, I like it, man. And, and tell us your results. Please go out there and try this and let us know how your first run was. I'll be pushing people in the discord as well to, uh, to extract for the first time. Now there's an even faster method. I'm personally not a huge fan of doing this method and I'll say why, but I think it's great as far as like a quick extraction method. You grab those same bubble bags, right? Rich, you grab a dry ice block
1: and yeah.
0: yeah, you put your material in one of those bags with a bunch of dry ice and you just start shaking it. Have you seen the dry ice hash?
1: I have, and we would even do this without dry ice and just get the keep to fall out the bottom, but the dry ice is going to make it a lot easier. That's for sure.
0: Oh, good call. So you, there are, you're there? right. It's like a sifting method, but the dry ice is going to make everything more brittle and more active.
1: You're totally right on that. People have been doing it forever and it does make the, the trichomes fall off easier and you'll get more. It's super simple method. I'll be curious to hear why you you're not a fan of it. I'm not a huge fan of it either. So I'm, I'm definitely curious. The only reason I'm not a things. huge
0: fan of it is I keep hearing the same thing, which is it's hell on your bags. You were just saying last yes. time about getting uh, getting more durable bags shaking
1: rocked around, basically, you know,
0: dude, you're just shaking around these rocks inside the bag. It's going to open up the pores and then eventually it's going to bust a hole in your bag unless it's a really sturdy bag. But it's so much faster. If you see these videos, it's like, holy shit, they throw in their material into a into a screen bubble bag, which essentially is a filter. They throw in chunks of dry ice. They start shaking it. And literally, you just see the powder dumping out onto the sheet. So it's like, I mean, is there a faster way to extract? I think it's probably the fastest extraction method
1: It is pretty fast, man, and pretty simple. You know, it's not messy either so far as not having that water running everywhere. Totally. you
0: You can't flood the fucking kitchen on accident. It is a very quick and easy method. The quality isn't the same as bubble hash, but I mean, it's good. It's it's a good extraction. And um, as long as you don't mind beating up your bags a little bit, I think this is a great way to, for instance, get through all of that shake that's in your freezer in one afternoon. Just bust it right. out. Now, be careful when you're handling that dry ice because dry ice is no joke. That'll burn It'll your burn ass. Shit you. It'll burn the shit out of you. <laughs> so gloves, it right? Will, man. Gloves and fucking... Don't breathe that shit in either. Just be conscious of that.
1: Yeah, and then you can, you know, throw the the leftover remaining in your your grow room for a little bit and let it get all that CO2 in the air.
0: Shit, good call. Yeah, that's CO2 that's gassing off. You can just go and buy dry ice, right? How come we're allowed yeah, to yeah, buy dry ice? That shit's
1: like most I mean <laughs> most grocery stores have a little dry ice fridge in the front of them that you can and even like Walmart and shit. actually almost every single Walmart has them. It's usually up by customer service. It's like a a chest that'll say dry ice on it. You can buy it by the pound so you can buy as little or as much as you want. Dude, you're absolutely right. And people, people walk
0: by that. Every single Walmart has a dry ice section. I remember grabbing some for this exact thing.
1: Yeah, I, I used to grab it on occasion when my kids were really small and, uh, I would like throw a little piece in the bathtub so it would fog up and they would just think it was the most amazing thing in the world.
0: Yeah. Right. That's, that is the cool thing. And you know what? We would, uh, we would have the Halloween party and my dad would take the dry ice and throw it into all the planters. So there's oh, like mist pouring idea. off into the, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God. What a great idea. Yeah, totally bro. My dad would do that every Halloween. Spooky fog. just dry yeah, It's Yeah. That
1: house would have been perfect for that. <laughs> and all the gardening and stuff. Yep. Yep. Oh, and the God.
0: plants love it. Dry ice is just solid carbon dioxide. It's the solid form of CO2, which is pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, you can uh they make little kits you can make dry ice at home. You just basically need a CO two bottle and this little bag thing, and you just let the uh open up the tank and it shoots into the bag and you collect it into a little little brick or a little square or whatever it is. <laughs> Got yourself a big chunk of dry ice. But, I you know, only really make hash. I only make hash with my homemade dry ice. <laughs> it's got to be homemade, you know, specially filtered CO two.
0: <laughs> so maybe that's a nice little, uh, uh little addition to this, which is like, don't let hash become one of those one of those parts of the cannabis industry, right? Where like people get their methodology down and they believe in it, which is great because you know they're trying to make the best hash they can. They're trying to optimize. But we don't want to come off like snobs to people who are just getting started, right? So again, it's that balance of like, get someone started, show them the right way. But uh, but it doesn't There's have to be homemade, to dry, homemade dry ice. Thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good shit, dude. Yeah, I'm going to try the dry ice method again, though, because it's been a long time and I would like to do some with my more recent harvests and see what comes yeah, up. Yeah.
1: You know, I was thinking you could save your bags. Uh, we used to do this. We would just take our trend. This was like, This is back when I was in North Carolina. We would take it and put it like in an old, I know I've talked about this before, an old like pretzel barrel, you know, like the big barrels you can buy a bunch of pretzels from the grocery store they used to sell them. Uh I don't know. The thing was probably like three gallon size or something. And then we'd take like uh, basically pantyhose or what I would really recommend is like screen printing screen or something that has a really fine micron size screen. Yeah. And stick your your shake in there, and just take a glass table and clean it off, and and start shaking that barrel with all the material onto it, and collect all your keys and or you know whatever. And uh, it worked amazing. But if you're going to do the dry ice and you don't want to ruin your bags, maybe do something like that. You know, find a container you don't give a shit about, and and get some you know fine micron. You can buy like sheets of, you know that micron material for screen printing or, or that they make bags out of or whatever, just find one that's small enough and attach it to your container and save your bags maybe and do the dry ice method in there.
0: That's a great idea. I wonder what the micron was on something like that. Again, the different microns being the size of the filter itself, right? That's the, that's the size of the hole between the screens. If you're talking about a screen and it's the same thing with yeah. the bubble bag, it's, it's the same idea. It's just a mesh bag instead of a solid screen. But yeah, they, they range like, let's see, what do the kits come with? You'll buy a kit and they'll range like all the way from like 25 microns all the way up to like 220. Right. Um, there's usually like six or eight bags in these kits and the smaller, the micron, the finer, the, the finer, the end product. So yeah, yeah that's interesting. You were doing an old school though, back before there was, you know, bubble dude or whatever. It's like, Hey, let's use yeah, this screen printing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that was like in between harvest or something like that last week before you harvest and you're down to the nitty gritty, bust (laughs) out that shaker. So, yeah, don't ever sleep on the dry
0: sift. Throw in some dry ice to uh, really spice it up. Be careful handling it and enjoy that super, super fast extraction. I like extractions that are fast. I like extractions that are set it and forget it, right? Quick bonus extraction method. A lot of people do this with their stalks which is if you get a high-grade alcohol and you take like a mason jar and you take as many stalks as you can, stuff it in that mason jar, fill it up with high-grade alcohol, cap it off, put it in your freezer, give it a shake maybe once a day, in seven to ten days you're going to have a potent tincture full of all the other goodies that are in that uh, plant matter, all, everything from you know plant phenols and cannabinoids and terpenes and who knows what else that seeped out of those stalks into the alcohol. So that's another uh, quick tincture, easy freezer tincture recipe, a little bonus for this episode. Love it. Yeah, man, I uh, I'm all about reusing this product however you can, because, again, you're going to end up with the freezer full of it. So let's clear out those freezers, everybody. That's what this episode is all about. Make your wife happy. Yeah, totally. The Order of Cultivation Growcast Membership. We got you covered. Your garden issues solved. Connecting with local growers in your area, trading cuts, discounts on genetics, members-only genetics. It's all happening inside Growcast Membership. Go to growcastpodcast.com slash membership. We are currently open for registration. You can hop on in, check out the hundreds of hours of bonus content, the members-only Discord, discounts on Growcast Seed Co., on classes, and on a bunch of other products that only members get discounts on. You will not regret it. Welcome home to your new family, The Order of Cultivation. We focus on lifting each other up as growers, not letting the petty little things divide us, keeping it positive, and of course, handling any and all garden issues that you have. Mary Beth Sanchez in the chat, always helping out, along with our esteemed team of mods. You are gonna love The Order of Cultivation. Find it at growcastpodcast.com slash membership. I'll see you there, everybody. Happy growing. We're here to help. I want to get into the fucking heavy hitting stuff, you know, Uh, some bubble tips. Great. Some dry ice tips. I want to see what you guys make. I want to encourage you guys to get going, but let's get into the fucking heavy stuff here, man. You make RSO, Rick Simpson oil, this super concentrated, super potent, super medicinal version of cannabis consumption. Do you want to kind of just walk through your RSO process kind of quickly front to back and then talk about tips and tricks that you might recommend to people?
1: Yeah. So. You know, not to get too technical, but I know there's going to be somebody who's probably thinking it that's listening to this. Technically, what I make is FICO. It is basically the exact same thing as RSO. It just uses different alcohols. Oh, that's right. I believe RSO is made using like dirtier alcohols, like rubbing alcohol, shit like that. Whereas FICO is, I think it stands for like full extract cannabis oil. You're using like an Everclear, like a food grade alcohol. Yep. I do recommend going with a food grade alcohol. You can get Everclear at your liquor store for hell of cheap. And it's going to be a lot higher percentage alcohol than something like a rubbing alcohol.
0: Everclear, huh? Like what do you, what do you buy when you go, when you go to walk in and purchase this? What do you, what are you actually purchasing?
1: Everclear. It's literally called Everclear.
0: There you go. Like any brand will do sort of thing.
1: Yeah, uh, the brand just, it says Everclear on the the label. No shit, so it's like like (laughs) Band-Aid? Yeah, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. There shouldn't be, as far as I know, I don't think there is any brand. It's just that, that's it, Everclear.
0: Everclear, buy fucking Acme.
1: Yeah, it's a really funny looking bottle. It'll say Everclear on it and grain alcohol. You know, so far as a brand, I mean, Everclear might actually be the name. I'm looking it up. I don't know. This is a better choice than
0: your rubbing alcohol because it's, like you said, it's food safe.
1: Yeah, it, it'll just say Everclear on the bottle, though. You won't miss it. Oh, yeah, you're right.
0: It is a brand. Everclear is a brand, it's the original grain alcohol.
1: Yeah, it's the original. There's only going to be the one as far as I'm aware. I've never seen a different one in any stores I've ever been in. It's always the exact same bottle, the exact same one. They always just have that one. There's not like a choice. I did not know (laughs) that. I thought it was like vodka, you know? Yeah, I think I could be wrong here. I think some states do tinker with the alcohol level or somewhere between like 190 proof and 200. So like anywhere between 90 and 100% alcohol. It just depends on the state. I could be wrong. Uh, they might all be 190 proof. I don't remember. But usually it's it's around 190.
0: That's the hard stuff, though.
1: Yeah, any liquor store, just a good food-grade alcohol. Usually a half gallon of it's like 30 bucks or something. It's, it's pretty fucking cheap, you know. And You can extract a lot with a half gallon of Everclear. Okay,
0: great. So you have the Everclear. You have, let's say, a fuck ton of shake. And you make yes. it home,
1: pull it out of your freezer. <laughs> what next all right so what i will do is find a big jar or just a big container i can seal up i will fill it up with all the material i want to use to make the uh the rso with so whatever shake you know pieces of stems whatever little buds i'll put it in the jar i'll take the everclear i will f- i won't fill it up all the way i'll cover the material with the everclear liquid and maybe go above the material. This isn't really gonna matter too much. It's more gonna, however much you use is gonna affect your your cooking off time, so your evaporation time. So I try not to like overdo it, but I'll, I'll cover the, the material and maybe go above it like a half inch or so. And then I'll shake the shit out of that for about 30 seconds maybe. You really don't even need to do it that long. Then I'll take that, I'll open up the jar, I'll uh, take the liquid out by basically just, you can either from there pour into a coffee filter to separate everything. But what I like to do first is take something like a micron screen or something else that's not a coffee filter. I'll run it through there just to get the biggest chunks out. And then I will take that liquid and run that through the coffee filter just because the coffee filter is so fine that the less particulate you have in there, In that filter, the easier it's going to be to run through the filter and drain, and you're not going to be sitting there once again for hours waiting for liquid to go through the coffee filter because there's so much, you know, trichome heads or whatever that build up on the side of the filter. uh, Keith, you know, all little pieces of particulate, like I said. So if you can run it through a slightly bigger filter the first time before the coffee filter, it'll do you some favors. But if you want to go straight to the filter, you can. And basically, once it's done running through there, you're going to be left with a very clear green liquid. Mm. And uh, you shouldn't see anything really floating around in there. It should just be clear green. And then from there, there's a few different choices you have. You can either put it in something like a crock pot and put it on low and let that evaporate off, Uh which is what a lot of people do. I prefer not to do that just because it's sitting still the entire time. There's going to be burning that happens. It just doesn't taste as well, and it comes out darker that way, but it's absolutely a way that can be done. Okay. The way I move to is using a piece of live equipment. It's just called a, a hot plate with a magnetic, magnetic stirrer on oh, it. Oh, the That's magnetic
0: stirrer. This thing is sick.
1: It's like 40 bucks on Amazon. You can get them between like 40, 50 bucks. And all it does is it's a little thing and it has speeds on it. So you'll put the, you do need like a 500 ml beaker, like a glass beaker. You'll put it on this hot plate. You'll drop this little thing that comes with the hot plate and it's the stir. It's just like a little capsule of a pill looking thing. You drop it in there, you turn your hot plate on so it gets, you know, warm. That's going to help evaporate the alcohol off. But then you'll turn the speed up and it will continuously stir that green alcohol the entire time while it's evaporating, which will keep it from burning and it'll help uh, keep the color a little bit lighter, a little bit more prettier, you know, a little bit more golden. It probably keeps everything consistent.
0: So that little pill has a piece of metal in it that's causing it to spin and spin and spin.
1: Yeah, and it just tastes better with the magnetic stir because it's not all burnt up. So I do prefer using the magnetic stir, but yeah. you, you don't necessarily have to. Also, you can just take the alcohol and pour it out into like a shallow dish and let it evaporate off. It's going to take a long time. It might take a day. It might take a couple days. The only thing that I would recommend if you're going to go that route, I would maybe decarb your material before you do that because with the the hot plate magne- magnetic stir and the crock pot you're going to be heating that oil up and decarbing it as it's evaporating the alcohol off so you're kind of getting that process while it's you're doing that whereas if you just lay that alcohol green alcohol out on a sheet to evaporate off nothing ever had a chance to really decarb i'm not saying you're not going to get any benefit from it but you're going to get you know a lot more benefit if you decarb that material before You decide to do that so there's a few ways you can you know evaporate that alcohol off that are very simple and uh from there i just fill syringes up you know once it, it gets to the bottom you'll see uh you know like a blackish or very dark colored oils on the bottom you can pretty much tell that the the alcohol's evaporated off you won't see a bunch of little bubbles you shouldn't smell a bunch of alcohol evaporating off you'll know it's done while it's still warm and a little bit viscous is when I'll take the syringes and fill it up because once it, you know, cools down, it's going to be very hard to work with. Right, right. And you're not going to be able to suck it up in a syringe. So it kind if of you want to put it a in a do it then. Yes. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an extremely, extremely simple method. Everybody has their own little ways of doing it. Like I said, the only thing I really do that's... Maybe different is that first uh, straining of the liquid going, you know, doing something a little bit bigger than a coffee filter, just so the coffee filter part goes a little bit quicker. But other than that, I mean, it's a very straightforward way of doing it. If anybody's interested in the hot plate that I use specifically, you can DM me. I'll send you the link. It only goes up to like, I can't remember exactly it's 200 and something degrees but it's like the perfect degrees for evaporating off and decarbing you know what I mean it's not going to cook off everything and and fuck up your your end product basically you don't want something that's at like 400 degrees or something the
0: entire right. time you know scorch it
1: Yes exactly so try to keep it you know on like I said with the crock pot nice and low or just something that's you know not blazing boiling hot but warm enough to evaporate alcohol off because that everclear is almost it's almost 100 percent alcohol so it evaporates extremely fast you know if you leave the the cap off the bottle it'll evaporate pretty fast
0: so it doesn't need much assistance but you add a little bit of heat and then do that magnetic stirrer is a fucking dope trick the magnetic stirrer and the buckner funnel you're fucking, <laughs> you're crushing exactly, it in the lab, bro. If
1: you have those two things, you can really do a lot of stuff <laughs> with your leftover material. Like you said, instead of it just sitting in a freezer, you can make bubble hash, you could make rosin, you can make RSO, you know, stuff for edibles. There's just so much stuff you could do with that material and and not really need a lot of equipment.
0: I like the tips, dude. And uh, yeah, that, that magnetic stir trips me out. That's a cool thing. I'm sure the audience is loving that. Yeah, so the Fico, you're always crushing it with the Fico, man. I, I have to say, once again, you've given out so much of that stuff. You've given out a lot of flour too, but um but that Fico, I know you're really helping people. So, good on you, man. I see it. I recognize
1: it. Every uh, you know, people in the community see it. I appreciate it, man. I mean, you know, like you were saying if you got all that material laying around, you might as well use it and I mean, I've had bags and bags full of of trim that I'll never use and I'd rather see it be used up for somebody that needs it, right. just sitting around, you know, going to waste or oxidizing or sitting in a freezer. And I'm going to get complained at every two weeks that it's taking up space. So <laughs> <Not enough> space <laughs> for the stakes.
0: Now, you just made a good point. You know, we've been talking about like reusing your fan leaves and all the minerals that are in there and all these things. And that's what got me thinking about this ep- episode, which is a lot of growers don't even utilize their sugar leaves. They're like me and they stick them in the freezer where they. Where right? they, you know, fucking laid a <laughs> yeah. Um. Now we have one more thing here at the end. This is, this is kind of a hot take, pardon the pun, Rich. Can I give my hot take? Absolutely. I think most people way, way overcomplicate can of butter. I do too. I think that, uh, I think that if you make it perfectly, then there's like a difference to my method. But uh, for me... I make can of butter fast, bro. I do not do the all day thing. I don't need a magical butter machine. I don't need any of that shit. Right. I I simply simmer a super low simmer. My ground up material that's been decarboxylated, you know, pre decarboxylated on the stove in a skillet with my melted butter. And I get a low simmer going for about 30 minutes and then my shit's done, bro. That's how I do it. A lot of people will push back and say, I I really think it's the best method because, okay, so here's what you're worried about. Here's why people don't do that, right, is because if you raise the temperature too much, you're going to cook off all the good THC and all the terpenes and all of the good uh, beneficial compounds. Yes. So my thing is, though, you can kind of see that happening. I don't know if you've gotten that boil a little bit too high and you're watching it. You can see that steam. Yeah, you,
1: you do need to know when, you're, when and when not to cross that line. And as long as you have that eye for it, you'll be all right. I agree.
0: Exactly. I would love to make a video on it so I can show exactly what it looks like. But to describe it in an audio, it's basically as low of a simmer as you can possibly get. Like that is how I would describe it. It's simmering. But if it were simmering any less,
1: it would be still that makes sense. I know exactly what you're talking about, dude. For
0: me, it's on my stove. My gas stove is on low. So it's perfect.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say basically putting it on low and waiting for it to come to a simmer, which is going to take forever. Yes. A hundred
0: percent. And then once it's got that simmer, 25 minutes, 30 minutes in there and you're done. Run that shit through a cheesecloth and strain it out. Now, when it comes to amount, I've been, I feel like I get mine fully saturated, but um, I've been using less than most people use. For me, I would take a pound of butter. Which is four sticks, right? Like you buy a pound from the store. And I would add either an ounce of shake or a half ounce of flour. Okay. What I've seen online is that people use an ounce of flour to six sticks of butter, pound and a half. So that's more than I'm using. But I get away with a half ounce into four sticks, and I don't see a problem with it. So that's uh that's what I'd recommend people try start with. Maybe maybe it's better to use more though. And I was using homegrown as well, right? Yeah, you probably have some good stuff. So like how how much uh how much does it take to fill that that fat molecule? I don't know. I'm sure someone out there smarter than me does know. But if I was making butter for the first time and I was a listener, I would try with a half ounce of flour or an ounce of shake, because you know, worst comes to worst. You beef it and it's not that much that you can always eat more. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And you can always add more next time. Now adding too much is going to be a waste because fat can only hold so much THC and also it just kind of becomes a mess in that skillet. It's like so much material that it can't simmer. It's almost just like sitting there in a pile. Uh, so that's yeah. that's my basic advice, but don't be fooled by these expensive butter machines, by these all-day yeah, crockpot recipes. You don't need that simmer it, simmer it for 30 minutes. Just give it a try. What do you think, Rich? Am I setting people up for burnt butter or is this a decent quick butter hack?
1: No, I I think you explained it great. I mean, I think there's a lot of variables in there, too. Like you said, whether it's some homegrown or it's some mediocre shit you got from the dispensary, you know, so quantity is going to be kind of dependent upon that. And, and I do agree that I would start out lower to begin with, too, just so you can titrate yourself up and kind of see from there what's working for you and what's not, you know?
0: Yeah, I was surprised when I saw people saying an ounce of flour into six sticks of butter. That's a lot of flour. And I was getting pretty good results. I never tested my edibles to see if, you know, what, what the specific
1: dosage or anything like that. But um, make some rosin butter yet. That's how I've been making it lately. I've just been skipping the whole material thing all to, all around and just using concentrate.
0: Oh, that's killer, dude. So that's, that's what it seems like a lot of the pros are doing. So you're saying these people, they take their flour, they fresh freeze it they wash it into bubble hash, they press that bubble hash into rosin, and then they take that rosin and infuse it into edibles. That's a lot of,
1: that that is the pro method, bro. But it's definitely pro and it'll, you won't get any of like that plant material taste with your edibles when you do it that way. That's why I like it. So if you're not like a fan of the quote unquote weed taste, I mean, you'll still get it, you know, from the terpenes and shit, but it's not going to be as strong as if you use like trim or flour or something, you know, but it is quite, the process if you're doing it from scratch
0: yeah man that is a long one and it c- turns out really really good there, i think a lot the reason why a lot of people like to do it is a like you said the flavor so it look like normal butter yeah just like normal butter my shit is green and it stinks yeah <laughs> so like, exactly what you mean yeah so that's the first thing and then the second thing is i guess it makes it really really easy to dose
1: Right, I can see that because you have a gram, which is usually around a thousand milligrams. They say,
0: "There you go, man. That's that's what I'm talking about." And then they just take this little bit, they add it where they need it, as opposed to like, "Okay, let me grab my ounce of flour." It's just a big ingredient for for a recipe in the kitchen.
1: You make a good point. It is a lot easier to figure out milligrams and dosage with a concentrate, and that is a very, very good point.
0: I think that's one of the reasons a lot of those people like to take it to the rosin stage first so that's a that's a good piece of advice man anyone who's already pressing rosin that is hey you want to make some edibles you want to make some brownies don't fuck with the with the shake you can actually use that rosin you'll be better off so that's pretty interesting man pretty
1: interesting stuff
0: you can't just eat rosin though right can i just eat the rosin can i just butter my toast with rosin that won't ex- absorb in oh the most people's system Could right
1: you imagine <laughs> be so tasty
0: we had a friend whose dog would just lick up if you left your, your rosin container out and open, he would just and he poor little thing would get all fucked up. Now, I know a dog's digestive system is probably a bit different than a human's, but uh, I knew a dog that you had to watch your grams around because he would slurp them right up.
1: Oh, man, he was into it. He loved those flavors. I guess <laughs> it was after the Terps dude.
0: He was chasing the turps. Oh, my
1: God. Poor
0: thing made himself sick.
1: So there you go, everybody. <laughs>
0: you got to get rid. You got to get rid of the, that trim before your dog eats it. Before your wife yells at you and find a good use for it. P- fucking grab those bubble bags. You've been thinking about post tag us say, Hey, I, I was inspired to try it for the first time. Or if you don't want to take the leap to the bubble bag, anybody can make butter. It, 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 you'll be done in an hour. Yeah. Just look up the decarboxylation process where you, you heat your weed before you start simmer it in some butter. You're going to be good to go. Or just go with the fucking alcohol, you know, either a FICO, like yeah. a, a delicious rise of rich FICO or an easy stem tincture. I want to see what you guys come up with, with this episode. So easy extractions, get that shake out of the fucking freezer. That's my call to action. Listeners,
1: use it up, use it up, baby, give some out or whatever. You know, people are always stoked to get some RSO or something from, you know, from you.
0: Totally. So Rich, what else is going on, man? Before we wrap this episode, this was a dope exploration. I really like these more utilitarian episodes with you where we just sit down with the home growers and say like, Hey, five things to increase your yield mistakes to avoid. I think was our last one easy extraction method. I love these episodes, but let's wrap it up with a Rhizo rich update. Anything else going on? Are you popping more seeds anytime soon? Like just tell me what's going on in the garden.
1: Yeah. So right now with the big hunt, like we talked about, I got those, those three males that are really catching my eye. You know, like I talked about with the, uh, the females from the cookie truffle shuffle and then the cookie storm so far stuff that I made. But also, there's a, a Key Lime Pie Gelato from Slaughter Genetics, a female that's really been catching my eye. Oh, damn! That one's just absolutely amazing smelling, and once again, it has beautiful structure, uh, stunning like double serrated, you know, uh, fan leaves. So, just everything about it is catching my eye. I'm, I'm actually super stoked. I popped a seed of that because it was just one seed. They're fems, and uh, I almost didn't pop them, but I figure since I got. I think I got three or four phenos of Cape uh, caper purples key lime pie going as well in this hunt. I figured I might as well add one of those in as well, just because, and I know the members actually picked that one for me to, to include in the hunt. So I wanted to make sure it was in there.
0: Fuck. Yeah, bro. Those all sound amazing. That slaughter genetics sounds great.
1: Yeah. I'll be very curious to see how they turn out. Cause I love key lime pie and, and just cross the gelato should be interesting and, and all around different. Also, the uh, that pure Michigan Dino meat. I wish I could remember who the breeder was. I know who that is. That's Big Pond Genetics. There you go. That's everything exactly Dino. Who it is.
0: Everything Dino is Big Pond Genetics. I haven't even uh, reached out to this guy, but people brought his seeds to my meetup, and I was like, "What is this Dino meat? Dino
1: taint? Dino Dino taint? Are you kidding me?
0: He has one called
1: Yes, <laughs> one called Dino taint. Oh, that's awesome. So. Yeah, man, I'm I'm really digging the pure Michigan dino meat. Just the you know, so far as looks go, That's um dope, once dude. again, it's like super double serrated. It just looks like a dinosaur. I have two phenos of it, and both of them look like dinosaur type plants. Just Fuck huge, man. huge fan leaves and uh just all around cool looking plants. So not just stuff from me this hunt that I'm excited about. There's a lot of other stuff from other breeders too. That I'm super excited about. So
0: yeah, buddy, I can't wait. I can't wait. Follow Rizo Rich on Instagram. Don't follow the scammer. What's you? What's your correct fucking IG handle, bro?
1: Yeah, it should be Rizo underscore Rich ICC. Just one underscore
0: after Rizo. That's it. Don't fall for yep. the fucking scam page. I follow the real page. I do not follow the scam page. They blocked me. But most importantly, everyone, growcastpodcast.com. You can check out Seedco. You can check out the membership yes. where we're hanging in Discord every single day. That's where it's at. So I appreciate you guys supporting out there. I appreciate you guys supporting Rich. This has been a crazy yeah. ride, man. And GrowCast Seed Coach is just getting better and better every year. The shit you drop just continues to absolutely amaze me and the members. So keep up your good work, man. We're we're here to support.
1: I appreciate it, man. Like I've said before, I tried every new project in my head should be better than the last. So That's what I shoot for, and I I really appreciate everybody's support and your support and and all that, man. Couldn't do it without y'all, so.
0: God damn right. All right, we'll we'll let you get back into the fucking garden, bro. You go have some fun, and you listeners, go and grab that bag of trim out of the freezer and utilize it. Thank you for listening. Show us your extractions, whatever you make. Tag us. Give out your shit to some sick people, to some elderly people, and uh, I can't wait to see you guys what you guys whip up. One more time. Thank you, Rich. You're the man
1: thank you and, and thank you to the listeners members everybody i hope everybody has an awesome week weekend you know whenever this is released
0: you got it man you got it you too buddy and you listeners stay tuned growcastpodcast.com slash action get on the green list we're going to start firing that one up again we're sending out stuff occasionally but we got some stuff nice. planned and don't miss the next few episodes stay tuned everybody this is Riser rich and jordan river signing off saying be safe out there and grow smarter later on that's our show thank you so much for tuning in everybody before we wrap it up of course i encourage you to check out everything we're doing at growcastpodcast.com action we've got growcast seedco up there grab some rhizo rich packs there's some vaulted packs so grab those those are gone once they're off the site they're gone forever we release a few a handful once and unvault them uh, if we can scrape them up so seedco offerings on tap membership is open come and jump in We are accepting members. We're having fun at the Order of Cultivation. Discounts, prizes, hundreds of hours of bonus content. Community, it's a good time. It's a good time. And of course, check out all our amazing classes, including Pestapalooza. We will be in Long Island next. So check it out at growcastpodcast.com slash classes. Me and Matthew Gates. It's an all day pest fest. And we're coming to LI Hydro. Shout out to LI Hydro. Thank you. And I'll see you soon, East Coast. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I got to run. We'll see you next time. Be safe out there. Bye-bye. Do you like Growcast podcast? Of course you do. Well, if you love this show, you're going to love A Slice of Cannabis, a show all about food and cannabis, hosted by our good friends and members Port and the Rugged Gent. What's up, Rugged? Hey everyone, Rugged Gent here. If you're all about cooking, great cuisine, and cannabis like I am, then you've gotta come subscribe to A Slice of Cannabis. We're free to listen to on Spotify or any podcast app. So come and subscribe today. Tune in to hear from world-renowned members of the cannabis industry as we explore the beautiful relationship between the food we enjoy and the cannabis we love to consume. Season two has just kicked off, so come check it out and catch up on old episodes with Jordan, friends of Growcast, professional chefs, and much more. A Slice of Cannabis. Find us on Spotify or your favorite podcast app, and I'll see you there. A Slice of Cannabis, everyone.
1: Go and subscribe now. Dino Taint?
0: Are you kidding me?